You're listening to the Brotherly Just Podcast, a distinctive podcast in which real men have real conversations about real issues. I'm your host, Tayo, and there's nothing I'm more passionate about than to be able to do my bit to help you, my beloved listener, to live your best life. So join me and my guests each week as we dive into meaningful conversations that will hopefully leave your mind renewed and your spirit filled. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Brotherly Just Podcast. Yes, it's a brand new week, which means it's a brand new episode. And I'm so excited because today I have a fave of the show, you know, the the, the big deal himself, the main man, Kenny Big Deal. He's joining me in the studio today. Ken, what's good, bro? How you doing? Hey, what's good, T-Mac One? How you doing, my guy? I'm all right, man. How far? Good, 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 man. I'm good, I'm good. Just chilling, just chilling. Um, yeah, excited to be here. It's been a while. Um, I hope your your listeners have had uh, enough to chew on while I was away. So, yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back as well, man. And honestly... It's such a struggle to get Ken on on online, guys. You know what? I, I do my best. I know a lot of you guys want to hear from him. But the man's a busy man. The man is a busy man. He's got a lot going on for him. And can I tell you that the weird thing about it is that Ken lives literally five, five minutes or ten minutes down the road from me. But even to see him myself is like setting up a date with the Prime Minister of, of, no, of the no, United no. Kingdom, man. No. <laughs> Ken... Ken is always unavailable. Ken always has something to do. He doesn't prioritize us, man. He doesn't. He doesn't take us seriously, y'all. No, 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 no. no listen, it's just this. You know, it's been tough. It's been hectic. Uh, lots of things going on in life, and um, but yeah, we always we always have to make sure that we make make time for our day ones. So, so yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm glad. But how you how you been, man? Have you did you listen to the previous episode? By the way, what are your thoughts? What are your what are your comments? What is your feedback? I don't know if you had a chance to to listen. No, uh, no I haven't actually. Um, listen to like this guy. Listen, listen, <laughs> I feel like this is bad because I feel like it's just playing into your earlier point about my my lack of availability. But <laughs> um, but no, no, no. I haven't actually had time to to sort of delve into that. But I hear it was really, really insightful. Like I got to listen to. Um, a lot of the feedback from the listeners and um, and it seemed to have been a, a really thought-provoking um, episode. Um, uh, you shared some of the feedback that you received from some of your listeners, which was quite encouraging. Um, so I'm sure it was like, uh, it, it, it was one to remember, but, um, but I, I will definitely get to it. I just haven't had the time. <laughs> haven't had the time, man. Make time, bro. Make time. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Talking about feedback, there's a there's a particular um, caller that actually sent in her feedback, you know, via voice note. So let's let's have a listen to what she has to say, and we'll take it from there.
okay so i like how polite this episode is i won't lie everything on this episode is spot on but i like to ask a question um the part where you say discuss with your partner or the person you're about to enter the relationship with okay so i thought we were supposed to go with the flow because <laughs> i don't get why you have to sit down and start defining the relationship before it starts that that feels weird and then i feel like most guys on this side they would run away to that to disappear literally because a lot of people are scared of having that conversation i don't know why but yeah that's the society we live in they will all run away but then again um i wouldn't know i think different strokes for different folks all right bye thank you i enjoyed it Okay, cool. So thank you so much for your feedback, Kola. I really do appreciate the positive response. And also thank you for your question. I think it was actually quite interesting to note. Um, You directed the question to me, so maybe I'll start and give it a go. What is my response to the question that you just posed? I think for me, similar to most things in life there are aspects of relationships where we enjoy moving through and there's others that we wish that we could run away from um so for every hand held there's one that's being pulled away and for every moment that feels stable and grounded in something authentic there's one that's also imprinted in uncertainty so when it comes to seeing someone i think there's nothing or perhaps there's nothing that's more anxiety-inducing than figuring out how to define the relationship or what I would refer to as DTR. But I think there comes a point where you're tired of asking yourself questions internally. You're tired of asking, are we talking? Are we dating? Are we exclusive? You know, what's the deal? You just want to know the answers. And now you're ready to create boundaries of your relationship and have an honest conversation about where you stand with your partner so i think for starters let's let's start off by defining why or establishing why it's important to have a dtr conversation so defining a relationship is all about clarifying your needs your desires and your boundaries having a dtr conversation is just a way for both people to get on the same page about how you're viewing the relationship and what the expectations are around certain things such as commitment um, exclusivity emotional investment um, physical needs and i think how someone chooses to define a relationship is entirely dependent on the individual themselves So culturally speaking, we often receive implicit or explicit messages that relationships are meant to be long term, relationships are meant to be monogamous. But again, like I mentioned in the previous episode, that formula doesn't always work for everybody. So just because Tayo and Ken believe in monogamy and they believe in one man for one woman, that doesn't mean that Mr. X 
believes in that, and he may have viable reasons as to why he doesn't. I think I alluded to it in my previous episode as well. So judging the tone of your accent, I assume that you're from Nigeria. And I think you can appreciate that a large percentage of our population in Nigeria are Muslims. So imagine a situation now where you're dealing with a Muslim person or a Muslim man. Aside from his personal set of beliefs, he may have religious and cultural beliefs that informs his decision not to be monogamous. So I think it's important to try and be mindful of that when considering whether to entertain someone or not, right? You can pick this up by asking him what his religious background is. You can pick this up by asking other subtle questions that don't necessarily come across directly as you asking him where he stands is, but you can sort of deduce by his answers or draw some conclusions based on maybe his religious backgrounds as to where he may possibly end up on the issue. So, yeah, I think that that, that kind of establishes that. Another thing that I want to point out is that a DTR conversation can take form in the place of two people having or agreeing what they want to be in a relationship. So it could be two people agreeing that they want to be exclusive, for example. It could be two people agreeing that they want to continue dating casually. It could be two people continuing to deciding to continue to hang out as just friends or anything else that's important. I think what's important with having a DTR conversation is that it gives the both of you a shared understanding of where you stand. I spoke about how it's important not to be in the dark about where you stand in a relationship. So I think it's important that by having this DTR conversation, you're able to establish or rather the both of you have a shared understanding of where exactly the both of you stand with regards to the relationship. You also spoke about enjoying the moment and, you know, living in the moment and going with the flow, which I believe is very important as well. I think sometimes you have to make it up as you go. You know, there should be spontaneity in a relationship. Otherwise, it takes the fun out of the whole experience. So even if personally for yourself, labels aren't your thing, I believe that practicing open communication and being sensitive to how each of you feel throughout the relationship is key to keeping things healthy and is key to keeping a nourishing relationship for both parties. So that's just one of the stresses or rather one of the benefits as to for having or why you should rather have a DTR conversation. Um, Now, moving on to when you should have it. (laughs) I believe there isn't really like a set time frame, right? So I believe that it's largely based on the feeling that both people have after engaging with one another for quite some time. So this shouldn't also be, just, just as a side part, this also shouldn't be based on other people's timeline. So this shouldn't be based on your friend's timeline. Just because your friend 
became exclusive with someone after one month of getting to know them doesn't mean that you have to follow suit. So remember that everyone gets into a relationship at different points in time. Everyone opens up in a relationship at different points in time. And we have to realize and we can't expect that somebody will be exactly where we are at at that exact moment. So just because you're at a point where you feel that you're ready to have a DTR conversation doesn't mean that the other party is also ready. So it's important for you to gauge the feeling, gauge the the sentiments of the other person, gauge the nature of the relationship that you have. Follow your your gut instinct. Don't follow the pressure that's coming from your friend or the advice that's coming from your friend to say, you know, oh, friend, ask him, like, what are we? What are you? Don't do not do that. <laughs> I think only you know your partner um, or rather only you know the person that you're dealing with. So you'll have that sixth sense. You'll be able to tell that, okay, this is probably the right time to have the conversation. And if you're feeling like it's not the right time to have it, then your chances are you're also right. It's probably not the right time to have it. Um, but I think if you struggle to work outside time frames, right? So let's just say, for example, you're one of those people that are just like, no, Tayo, I, I need to know. Like, I'm I'm not good at just like existing without time frames. I would recommend that you wait at least two to three months before defining the relationship. I think by that time, you should have a better sense of the person and you should be able to gauge their feelings. I think that's that's what I have to share on the matter. I'm curious to hear from you, Ken. What what are your thoughts on on this particular topic, or what do you feel? Yeah, look, I think it's a it's a it's a tricky one, right? I think she I think she even ended up saying you know different strokes for different folks. Um, look, uh, to, to be honest, it's. It, <laughs> I think that when it comes to um, a relationship, and, and, and this is also, you know, not only an opinion, but it stems from my personality as well, right? So, um, you know, I'm a very sort of cutthroat individual. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I don't really have time for, you know, sort of messing around and, and um you know, I like to get, you know, straight to the point about a lot of things, right? So for me, from that perspective, I just think that, you know, you don't necessarily have to sit down and, you know, start, you know, drawing columns, uh, you know, on some kind of notebook and say, these are my do's and these are my don'ts. Um, the, you know, I think you, I don't think you necessarily have to be that formal about it. And I think that's what scares guys, um, um, uh, you know, away is because there's, you know, women, some women, I don't want to generalize, but some women are generally more structured. Um, and so they'd like to have some kind of level of, you know, um, uh, uh, certainty around um, what they're doing with their time besides the sort of biological implications um, of wasting time with an unserious man. Um, there are other aspects that, you know, they they have to consider, like their careers and, um, 
their own sort of personal ambitions and goals and, and, and those kind of things. But I think the, the real issue here is the approach. Um, and I think that's always where um, kind of things fall off the bandwagon, right? I think people don't approach um, that topic um, in the right manner um, on both sides, right? So I think if we're cognizant of the fact that men generally do not like that level of, um, and this is in general, right? Not all men, but, 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 but largely men don't like that level of, of, of structure because it comes or it's perceived to be some kind of level of control. And yeah. so the, the first reaction is to be, you know, sort of apprehensive and defensive, um, you know, whereas with women, um, they're, they're looking for, you know, for structure, like I highlighted earlier, right? So I think um, not only is it, you know, not only does it not just depend on the couple, but I think um, it's very important for, for you to talk about the things that matter to you, especially from a morality perspective, right? So I don't think that you should ever mince words about that and i think if the guy disappears or runs away then he wasn't the one right i don't think you true i don't think people uh, you know i don't think kind of god designs multiple wives for you or multiple husbands for you like the honest truth is that there's supposed to be one person that he's designed specifically for you so if you're getting rid of quite a number of them and, and weeding them out, then you you're you're more right than you are wrong. If that makes sense. <laughs> you're you're yeah. doing you're doing the right thing. You're doing right? something right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the right thing because um, you know, and I think you you need to do it without fear or worry. Um, because, you know, it's also you know, a testament to I suppose your your faith in how much you believe you control and how much you 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 believe God is in control of, right? So I think it's also some kind of test for for I suppose women, since we're talking to them. I think it's a it's a test to you know kind of understand your ability to let go um, and to 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 not try to be in control of a lot of things. Um, but at the same time, I think you should. You know, and that doesn't mean not saying how you feel. I think you should definitely talk about how you feel, but I think you should also try and approach it in a manner that's conducive to the to the guy that you're in a relationship with, right? I don't think you wake up in the morning and just shout at him and say, "Look, what are we doing here?" When you know, for all intents and purposes, you guys were in the sheets last night, right? <laughs> so you, can't, you can't really wake up the next morning, you know, to start talking about life goals and things like that, right? So. It it, it 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 might be perceived as neurotic right and on the and on the man's side i think you can't necessarily move around just aimlessly um trying to to stay in this space where there are no labels and you know i think you shouldn't even be in a relationship um if you don't feel as though they're, they're you like you're not aligned in terms of what you guys believe uh, a relationship to be in to be in terms of commitment right so i don't think you should be chatting to a guy or chatting to a girl if you don't if you're both not on the same page about what it means to be in a in a relationship i just think exclusivity is like the norm right i mean it's it should be expected like otherwise then like why are we engaging right 
So mm. defining it for me is just like an extra um, cosmetic detail that we've we as society have defined and and it's made the whole process so stressful but i think if we're in a relationship like exclusivity is just like it's expected i mean at least for me i don't know um for some people not but for me yeah that's what i think yeah definitely not for all people but <laughs> i definitely like what you said um that we women need to eradicate the element of fear that comes with possibly losing someone by asking them the question, what are we, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I really like the point that you made that there is only one person that's meant for you. And I think I did allude to this point in, in my previous episode to say that, you know, you shouldn't be fearful of the fact that it's not going to work out. You shouldn't be fearful of the fact that um, you might not be able to find something better because unfortunately, you know, for the majority, you find that good guy, um, you know, they, they hold on to him for dear life because compared to we as men, they don't necessarily have it as good. You know, we, we've been blessed and we've been fortunate to be in relationships with a lot of good women, whereas, you know, our female counterparts tend to encounter a lot of frogs a lot of the time. So when they do find their prince, it's a case of, oh, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to do anything that might chase him away. So, you know, in order not to step on toes or in order not to make things awkward, you know, I will not necessarily ask him about what we're doing or where we're going. You know, I'll I'll harbor my feelings internally, which at the end of the day doesn't serve anybody, right? Doesn't serve you because you don't know where you guys are heading. Doesn't serve him because he's not accountable in any sense. Um, so I, I like that point to say that, you know what, if he's for you, he'll stick around, he'll meet you halfway, he'll try to um, give you comfort in terms of defining what it is that you guys have. And if he's not for you, then unfortunately, he's not for you, you know, treat yourself like the queen that you are, pick up and, and move on. I think that's the, that's the best advice that I can give um, yeah. No, yeah, in response yeah, to that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um you know i don't i think the good ones um will be uncomfortable i think most guys will be uncomfortable but i think the good ones will take it as just that like you know it's discomfort and you're going to have uncomfortable conversations in throughout your relationship throughout your marriage you're you're never going to shy away from having uncomfortable com conversations right but i think the good ones and the right ones um you know, it just remains that in isolation. It remains this uncomfortable conversation. But at the end of the day, my desire or love uh, for for this woman by far outweighs this uncomfortable um, situation she's put me in. Right. So, so that's that's you know that's the difference between the guy that you know is meant for you and the guy that you know is just here to to kind of have a good time is that the the uncomfortable conversations um, break him um, in, in such a way that, you know, he chooses to, to remove himself from that situation and then disappear from your life, which is fine. And that's his, his choice. But the one thing that I just, you know, kind of wanted to make sure that, you know, women are more, you know, kind of cognizant of is just the fact that most of the time it has nothing to do with you and um, you know, there's not much you can do um, beyond being honest and beyond approaching different situations with charity and with love and with 
kindness um, for the person you're being in a relationship with. The rest of it really boils down to his level of readiness, his level of maturity. Um, it really isn't about anything that you can do as long as you are, um, you you know, you've sort of rectified your intention and you've examined your conscience and you believe that you approached the, the situation or the question in all sincerity and with, with love and with kindness. Um, even though it's uncomfortable, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the shedding, it's like the snake shedding its skin, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough process, but it's a, it's a renewal as well, right? Your relationship becomes stronger. It helps you guys um, align. Um, and, and I think it's definitely something that you should not definitely not be afraid to have. It's a conversation you should not be afraid to have, but it's always one that you should approach with wisdom and, 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 and charity um, based on the fact that you're in a relationship with someone whose personality might um, not necessarily have an affinity towards this type of conversation. So you approach it with a lot of compassion. Um, and if that's the approach, I think the good ones will stay. And I think the, the, the riffraffs will disappear. Spot on, man. Couldn't have said it better. Well, I hope that was helpful to you, Kola. I hope you enjoyed listening to the feedback. I, I hope it helped you in some sort of way. Anybody else that's listening, you know, should you have any further questions with regards to any of these episodes that we're doing, feel free to also send in your questions the same way that she did. And like I promised you, you know, I'd have one of the guys back on and they would be able to speak to that point and I'll also be able to touch on it a little bit. But yeah, thanks again. Thanks for that. I really do appreciate that.